everybody, welcome to FGOGR Game Reviews. Yes, I've changed the name of the podcast once more. Uh, I'm just uh, having it as Game Reviews for now because that's mostly what I've been doing with my personal podcast anyways. And that's what we're going to go with, alright? And it might change. It, it, I have no idea. Anyways, let's get to the game review, shall we? We are going to review... A beloved game amongst many, many, many people that I have finally been able to get to. And it's it's about 20 years that I finally got into this game. It is Halo Combat Evolved. Yes, the, the original game. The game that started the saga. That is for sure. That was made back in... Two, or at least it was released back in 2001 by Bungie. For the Microsoft Xbox. And, well, it's been re-released a few times already. Okay, well, if you want to play a version of this game, you have a lot of options. You have the original Xbox version, which I'm pretty darn sure you can find for pretty darn cheap. Whether you can find the original Xbox console for cheap, that's a whole other story. You also have a release that was on Mac. Yes, there is a Mac version of this game somewhere. So there is a Microsoft game that is playable on an Apple Mac computer. There's the original PC release of the game, the big box PC release. Somewhere out there that you can find. If you can find a computer that can actually play that, sure. Then you have a release of the game that was a remake called Xbox uh, for the uh, Xbox 360 called Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary. So it's the anniversary edition of the game. And that version of the game was repackaged as part of a compilation for the Xbox One called the Master Chief Collection, which includes that game, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST. Halo 4 and Halo Reach and that game was re-released on the PC in 2020 and the Xbox Series S and X can play that game as well so there you go so Halo Combat Evolved you can play it right now for modern day you have an Xbox One, a Series S or Series X or a PC you can play that game and that's what I did. I played the PC version of the game. According to HowLongToBeat.com, it takes about 10 hours to beat the campaign of the game. 23 and a half hours if you want to 100% the game and find all of the goodies within it. As a first-person shooter, I... Well, I got through the game in 8 hours and I will tell you why later on as to why I was able to get it done lower than the average. Well, let's go, let's go, let's go with the, the review, let's go. Premise, premise of the game. You're in a space vessel, it's called the Pillar of Autumn, it's floating through space, and you, and it's, it's trying to escape an alien race at the moment. So it, it just escaped from another planet that had fallen that was called Reach, and you can play what happened in that game, in a game called Halo Reach. That's the prequel 
of the game. And you, you know what, with the Halo series, and it's, it's something that I'm learning that I'm getting into the series, starting with this first game, there's a lot of lore to the game, and it requires you to buy books, buy videos, and just look up everything. There's way, way more to this than just the video games, if you feel like exploring it. It's, it's almost like Star Wars. There's a lot of lore beyond just the main thing, which is the video games. So that was a bit of a sidetrack. Anyway, so we were on the Pillar of Autumn, and it's heading towards a planet, and in the orbit of this planet is a mysterious halo-shaped world, a ring-shaped world that's, that's orbiting this planet. And so the advanced AI in this game, named Cortana, uh, she's warning that the alien race that took down Reach and has been at war with humanity in the galaxy is about to catch up to them. Is about to catch up to them and, and the ship's captain is advised to release a Spartan warrior. Spartans are a group of super soldiers that were trained, hum humans that were trained since essentially they were kids to just be super soldiers and so they have to awake from cryosleep one of these super soldiers. His name is Petter, is, was it, is it Master Chief Petty Officer John 117 or for short Master Chief and that's the the famous dude, that's that's the dude. He's the dude. He's the Microsoft dude. He's the Xbox dude. He's essentially the mascot of Xbox. When you think of Xbox, you think of Master Chief. This is the game where he comes from. And, well, yeah, you're going to see why he became popular. Or you're going to hear why, really. You can see why, because I have the video of my playthrough of the campaign mode for this game fully on my YouTube channel and that link will be in the description for this podcast and you'll see how I play through the game. There's no commentary whatsoever it's just straight up the game you see how I actually played through it and anyways so he wakes up from cryo sleep he's looking around he's all like trying to figure out what the heck is going on and you're, you're gonna head on over and talk to the space captain and boom, the Covenant, the alien race, has attacked the ship and is starting to jump aboard and invade it. So Master Chief has to get put into action to try and escape the ship and try and protect the AI Cortana from getting into the hands of the Covenant because she's got all the information all the secrets of humanity and well earth will fall if they get a hold of her so master chief is chosen to protect her and well you, you you escape the pillar of autumn the captain stays on board the ship to try and steer it and land it somewhere on the halo that's that's where he's gonna go that's where the name comes from halo and, well, Master Chief is on a, another ship with a bunch of other soldiers, and, uh, well, he, he, he lands aboard and on top of the Halo in some other section, and he's got to figure out what the heck to do and where to go and find his fellow comrades on the ship. You will have other NPC human beings helping you out along the way. 
But the Covenant are also still hunting these humans down. And you got to figure out, well, what the heck is this Halo here for? What does it do? And how can it help humanity? So that's the, pre the premise of the game. That's, that's how it starts out. You're, you're, you're instantly kind of motivated to just explore this world and figure out what the heck is going on. And really, the opening sequence of the game is beautiful. And you just, you, once you land on the Halo, especially back in 2001, because it just kind of opens up to green. It's, just, it's green grass, which is kind of a complaint people have with first-person shooters, especially going like that xbox 360 going into the uh, ps4 xbox one eras that just first person shooters just had no life to them no color no saturation what halo one has life and color to it there's there's some saturation to it there's uh, this the where you look into the sky and you see the halo ring above you making the big giant arc over you and it's like, whoa, this is massive. This is a, it's, it's, it's not a planet, but it's a halo ring. And you're like, how the heck is this happening? It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool moment. It's a pretty cool moment. So you land on it, and well, let's talk about those graphics, shall we? Let, let's go. Now, it, it must be noted, I played the re-release version of this game, the Combat Evolved Anniversary version of the game, because that's the version that's available on the Master Chief Collection for PC. And this version of the game, the Anniversary Edition, which originally released on 360, there's two ways to experience this. You can experience it with the original graphics of the game as it was on the original Xbox. Of course, it's cleaned up on the PC. I can play it in 4K at 60 frames per second compared to what it I think was at 480p on the original Xbox and I think it, it reached 60 frames on that one but it, it's just a massive difference right and, and, in, and in widescreen as well and in widescreen as well I don't know if the original Xbox version had a widescreen option but well this one did on my well, 4k widescreen 60 FPS on my on my PC that's what I was able to look at but that's the original graphics. The Anniversary Edition also updated the graphics. Updated this gra the graphics visually for the 10th anniversary of the Halo franchise. And, you know, that with all the, the fixings of a remake, just like any other remake that you see today. Better graphics, better details, better textures, better lighting just everything better with regards to that some better animations for some characters well actually it's also kind of subjective it's also kind of subjective because some people actually prefer the original version than the anniversary edition for certain reasons and well it comes down to how each version of the game is presented now, the cool thing about this is that you can toggle between the original graphics and the updated graphics at any point in time during the game. Not during the cutscenes, but during the actual gameplay. 
you can just flip them on and off just like that instantly instantly there, there's no loading time it is literally you're 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 running both versions of this game it's almost like it's almost like a skin texture pack type of thing running at the same time it, it's really interesting I, I kind of like wow I wish more games would were like that more remakes were like that where they just kind of essentially superimposed the updated graphics on top of the original game and you just kind of just flip it on and off that would have been a quite interesting experience for like let's say Sonic Adventure 2 or Sonic Adventure 1 it's just really it's just really interesting I, I just found it really cool really really cool and well it's really up to your preference for me I chose the original graphics because I wanted to get into this game as as much as I could with the feeling of how it was released in 2001, what someone would have experienced back in 2001. And, well, I actually did experience it back in 2001. Back then, my cousins got an original Xbox for Christmas in 2001. My dad had to buy them a gift. He bought them the original Halo. My dad really is... Uh, he, uh, he, Never asked me, no, just pretty much, I guess he asked the clerk or something, hey, what should I get him for this? And it's like, okay, Halo 1, boom. And, well, he made fans of them for that series for life. And uh, I only got to play the game in spurts back then. Just a few times that we were able to uh, sit down and play Halo 1. But I, I do remember the game, I do remember that it was visually impressive for back then because at that time I I had a Sega Dreamcast at the time so it was even uh, a, it was an upgrade over what the Dreamcast could output for sure and well with this playthrough I, I wanted to recapture that that era that era of video games because look the, the updated graphics I don't find anything visually unappealing to them, okay? It's a little weird to see the human models a little bit. They kind of have this, I don't know. There's a kind of, I don't know if it's an uncanny valley type of feeling to them, but they, it just, it's, it's kind of a tacky realism type of look to them, right? They, they all have the updated graphics and they look visually I guess more detailed but there's something about it that seems off compared to the original graphics and it might just be because the art style of the two the original graphics was limited by the hardware that's as, that's as best as they could do with the hardware that they knew back in 2001 Whereas the remake is just, okay, let's just polish up the graphics and the models and, and just paste them onto the old models and that's it. And it works. It works. It works. It works beautifully well that the fact that they could do the toggling at the same time. You can just turn them on and off. But I like the original. I, I really do. I actually like it better than... The updated ones. The updated ones, it, it's really the NP the, the NPC humans are the ones that kind of 
uh, didn't do it for me. The environments were better, I, I think, especially the natural environments, I felt looked better in the updated graphics for sure, like water and grass and things like that, and the sky and mountains and rock formations, that type of stuff looked great. But, and yeah, even like the the uh, the, the, the technology and sci-fi bits, you know, they are all the, all the neon looking lights and, and colors and things like that. But, I don't know, I just, I just really wanted to experience a 2001 era game as it was in 2001. And, you know, that's, that's my childhood. That's what I grew up with and that's what I wanted to go back to. Now, um, I, I still find that in... In 2021, that Halo 1's original graphics still hold up. Uh, the, the simplicity of the in-game models and the color palette chosen kind of... It works. It works because of, the once again, the limitations. They needed to communicate things as quickly as possible with, as, with the simplicity that they had. Even though it was more complex compared to what you had on the N64, the PS1, or the Saturn in that era. But... They still had limits. They still had limits, and I I, I, I think the the covenants are an example of this. The, the covenant enemies are color coded, so you can tell the ranks of each of them, and you can see which one's more tougher than the other one. That that's that that's a pretty darn cool thing to see. Um, other holographic elements are shown to denote points of interest, and things like that. The buildings in the game tend to have a gray silver tone to them which allows the colored enemies to pop more as well as to project the projectiles dodging them you can see them better because of this as well because the projectiles have all these kind of the glows and purple and things like that um and, and the vehicles in the game are also have the the colors especially the ones from the covenant they all have a purple color scheme to them so uh, the game setting has you exploring. You got snowy mountains and caves, foggy bogs. You got ruins. You got beachside cliff and forests. Uh, and I already told you about the the impact once you land on the Halo and you're in this kind of mountainous but green area as well. And it just really, it really, even in, in both graphics. It captures you. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it. I definitely get it. And I definitely get what people were impressed with back in 2001. Um, but the graphics swapping, so you got the two versions of the game. There is an impact on the lighting. The original Halo, there's a lot of very dark sections of the game, and those are intentional because you do have a flashlight and you have to utilize the flashlight to kind of look into certain areas because it's just dark. It's just dark. You need to see where you're going. And the flashlight has a certain limit to how much you can use it before you need to put it away and let it recharge. Whereas when you toggle the different graphics on and off, and you'll see it in my gameplay of the, of the game because there were portions of the game where I did toggle them to see what the lighting was like the updated graphics because the lighting things are the lighting's better the dark areas aren't as dark 
meaning you can see them normally and you don't need the flashlight. And while that might be good for some people, it also detracts from the original intention of those portions of the level design where you were supposed to use a flashlight because there's supposed to denote mystery and you know trepidation or just kind of like an impending dread or things like that and there's a part of the game where there's a reason why it's that feeling of impending dread because of what is going to happen i'm trying not to spoil anything for the game and i know this is a 20 year old video game but it's the way that i've handled all of my reviews I do not want to spoil anything of the game because somebody might be listening to this that has never played this game ever, ever, ever. And I don't want to spoil nothing. I just, I gave you the opening premise and I don't really go much deeper into the storyline because although it's Halo 1 isn't a deep storyline, it really isn't. It's the first game in the series. They didn't even know if they would make another one. But it, it's it still matters to some people. It still matters to some people, all right? And, uh, I mean, I'm not that big on getting ruined by spoilers because, I, I look, I watch storylines of video games I'm kind of interested in on YouTube to see if I'll get into it, like Metal Gear Solid. I, I watched the storyline anyways, despite the fact that I bought the video games afterwards to experience them. Uh, so... That's how I run this, and that's how I'm going to run this, and, that, and that's as far as I'll go with regards to the storyline. So, yeah, um, another detraction from this game is, uh, in the original graphics, is it's sometimes hard to figure out where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to interact with in the game environment. And the added details of the updated graphics fix that in a lot of ways, because... One of my friends who owns an Xbox Series X was playing this game kind of alongside me because I, I started it and he wanted to start at the same time. So we both had different experiences. I played the original graphics version. He played the updated graphics version. And he did try to play with the original graphics a little bit, but he found that because there's less details, certain interactive elements, he didn't know what to do or where to press them. Whereas in the updated version... It kind of, you know, it, it's more obvious to you what you're supposed to interact with. And so, yeah, yeah, that's that's an improvement that they made compared to what was done in 2001. Um, but it's, it's preference, and I was willing to kind of deal with that outdated mechanic just for the feeling of a game in 2001. And yeah, the game is aged, but I think the original style holds up. And if you want to play in the updated graphics, I don't, I mean, I can't blame you. But if you want to be as pure as you can possibly get with the original experience, it, it does its job to give the player a good sense of visual communication and visual space. Let's move on to the sound. Now, I'm not a big music guy, and I'm, I can't really tell you too much about sound. All right? I'm not that deep with the analysis with regards to sound. I think if it, as long as it's not ear grating and ear splitting and, and repetitive and annoying, I'm good. But 
I gotta tell you, the Halo Suite theme is one of the most iconic themes in gaming, and I've been listening to that so many times now. The entire thing, it is. It's the most iconic theme from a first-person shooter, that's for sure. I, I, I can't really... I mean, I don't know... I, I don't play first-person shooters, but I, I would hazard to guess that there aren't many themes from first-person shooter games that you can say are famous or memorable within, within the overall gaming realm. Okay, You've got your famous RPGs and things from platformers and and what have you but there are a few fps games outside of halo and doom <laughs> for, for me in my opinion that just that really captivate people and man halo's got it man the theme of halo just the oh everybody can do it everybody can just kind of get into that right there and then and like my goodness gracious and then if you listen to the full version it just it goes on a journey it goes on a journey man and i and, and you know what the thing is with halo combat evolved the first game this original game is that it's it, it it doesn't have music playing constantly, right? It's an FPS. You don't have a, a a background looping. It's not like a platformer or an RPG in that in that sense. But when the music does hit, regardless, the theme fits the moment, and it's for the poignant moments of the game. It's reserved in that sense, making the themes more memorable you hear the halo theme but it's reserved for probably it actually it's it's truly reserved it's reserved for uh one of the most important moments of the game when you're entering the, like at the beginning of the game and the end of the game and that makes it all the more memorable because it's 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 accompanying these moments of intrigue and just absolute action and just motivation so and and once again you there's the part of the game where you're entering a dark bog and it's it's this this sense of dread it's this brooding kind of element of oh god something's gonna happen something's something terrible is gonna happen in here isn't it it's it's getting spooky in here that that's what you feel that's what you feel and you know the shootouts have this kind of this orchestral theme it's it's it pumps you up like you're gonna go and it gives you some motivation again and then when it, it it crescendos into this moment of triumph you know that that's the beauty of it the sound design is great i, I think you know the enemies like the the grunts and and the brutes or or whatever the the elites they all have their own unique sound to them they're not all just one generic alien race sound they also have that kind of their own language and actually the grunts speak english <laughs> they speak english so that's that's pretty cool to hear it's 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 really it's really fun it's fun in that sense this is, game is fun i i honestly you can tell that the games was just made to be fun and the sound is fun. The weapons 
sound like weapons and the science fictiony weapons sound like science fictiony weapons it's it's supposed to be a a fun sci-fi thriller that's what you're supposed to be doing that's what it sounds like and that's what it feels like the human characters they deliver their lines well you know we're, we're, we're out of the cheesiness for the most part era of video game voice acting we're starting to get into actual voice acting that it matters to the developers what the characters sound like and what the storyline sounds like with regards to delivering the lines the the voice of master chief is good it matches right it matches the character it just it just it just works and it's the same voice actor has voiced him ever since and he doesn't speak much it's very he's sparingly heard in this first game he only speaks when he needs to and that's it so it's just it's it's a treat this game's a it sounds great and and, and and the music is just good let's take a bit of a break from this review with a word from our sponsors thank you to our sponsors and now let's get back to the review all right gameplay so that's what it sounds like that's what it looks like what does it play like all right so master chief collection has tons of great options all right there's, there's it, it just does. It's, it, it's, a, it's a great compilation of, of the games, for sure. And it makes so that the experience is just smooth for anyone that decides to play this game on the Xbox One or the Series X or S and the PC. Uh, I can't really attest now to the original Xbox version. That was a long, long time ago. Never owned the original Xbox. And my cousins played it with the massive duke controllers that the original xbox came with <laughs> and my tiny little hands especially back then when i was still growing and well they're still tiny <laughs> don't know how i was able to handle that but i did uh but yeah i can't really talk about the original release or the mac and original pc release of this but well halo one it's regarded as the pioneer of the dual analog control scheme for FPSs. And FPSs since have used it. So it's it's the pioneer. It's it's the one that people think, oh, well that's the start of it, right? That's that's where that's where you know we were led to from from the console ports of Doom and Quake all the way to GoldenEye and Perfect Dark and now boom Halo pops in and it's like whoa and yeah it is like whoa here we go this is this is much 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 more comfortable to handle than uh, what we were doing before yeah yeah Halo 1 control is fine and I I, I I can't grasp keyboard and mouse controls. I didn't really... I wasn't a PC gamer. I really wasn't. PC wasn't used for gaming much for me. I only had like Sonic R and Sonic City. I'm sorry. Uh, Serious Sam was the only PC FPS that I ever played. And that was just dumb fun. But uh, yeah, keyboard and mouse isn't for me at all. I... Uh, I played this game with just the the controller, right? It's it's just 
Um, I got my gaming PC last year, and, and yet I, I, I refuse to use the keyboard and mouse for pretty much anything. I, I just play with a controller. So, um, yeah, yeah. And, and really, Halo is made first and foremost with the controller in mind. The series is. Because, heck, there wasn't a PC release of any Halo game outside of the FPS series, or, or within the FPS series, within the FPS series, uh, since Halo 2 in 2004. And then Master Chief Collection came to PC in 2020. It's a massive gap, 16 years. So even Halo players haven't really if you play it on keyboard and mouse. So anyways, I just used the original game's input map no need to change it at all. Right trigger to shoot, left trigger to throw grenades, jump with A, melee with B, switch your weapons with X, you know, look look around with the right stick, walk around with the left stick. That's pretty simple stuff, right? That that's how I and and because of that the game controls well. It just does. It it it's 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 well made. It's a well made well-controlled video game so there you go with that as far as the actual playing of the game once you start once you get the grasp of controls uh, i like the fact that halo one it forces me to use different weapons and you run out of ammo pretty like if you're if you're especially like me you're woolly lily with the shooting you run out of ammo really quick and you're forced to drop your gun and grab the gun of a fallen comrade or uh, an enemy that you just killed and use their weapon. So it really makes you... And you only can carry two weapons at a time. So... And you can't carry two of the same weapons also. That's another thing. So it really makes you... Makes you... Just mix and match and, and just... Especially if you, if you run out of ammo, you, you have to use whatever's around you and force to use that weapon. And yes, I used a lot of the melee attack, which is also fun to do when you just slap an enemy with your fist. But it, I really, I actually, I really enjoyed that. I think more, more games should be like that where they kind of force you to do it, but not in a annoying way like Breath of the Wild did with the broken weapons, but like Halo, it's like it just ran out and you just got to drop it. It's kind of like having a broken weapon, but it's, I don't know, it feels different because like, especially because there's more, there's, there's plenty, there's enough enemies, there's a lot of waves of enemies around for you to be able to do that. And the variety of the guns is pretty cool, especially the Covenant weapons, because they've got, those are the ones that have the sci-fi feel to them. You got the plasma bombs and these plasma rifles and the needler, which you know shoots needles into like like these kind of pointy needles into like in their purple and stuff into the enemies. And then if you shoot enough of them into one enemy, they explode. That's it's really really fun with regards to the sci-fi weapons, and that's what I like. I like sci-fi type of first-person shooters, just, just these over-the-top things. I, I like Serious Sam or. Uh, Quake, we got over the topness. Doom, obviously, I really like Doom. And Halo, Halo, I, I really like that. That's that's super fun, man. Uh, I don't like the modern 
FPS type of vibe. It's too real for me, man. I, I wanted to have fun. I wanted to have some goofy fun here. And, well, the game only has 10 missions. It's, it's a first-person shooter. First-person shooter campaigns are rarely long. And long in the sense of other video games, right? I would say what, your average platformer will last you 15 to 20 hours, I would assume. Your RPGs are going to last you 30 to 50 to 100. Your action-adventure type of games like Metal Gear is like 50-plus hours. Like that's, that's But first-person shooters... I told you here, it was um, about, what, 10 hours here? Or eight? It's, it's, I finished it in 8, and the reason why I finished it in 8, and I had told you guys about this earlier, that I would mention why I played the game on easy. There are four difficulty levels. You have an easy mode, a, like a normal mode, a hard mode, and then you have legendary, which in and of itself, is legendary among the gaming community. Halo games and legendary are, if you're able to beat them, well, you feel like a legend. Because from what I've seen on YouTube, it's, it's insane. I don't know how anybody does it, but they do. They surely do. And, well, I was not willing to do that. And yes, I am a noob with regards to FPSs for the most part. Sheesh, I've only really owned Serious Sam, Quake 3 Arena, Medal of Honor's Heroes 2 on the Wii, and, well, I've been playing through the uh, the Doom series now, and, and now Halo, and, and Quake. I'm doing Quake as well. Uh, Quake 1. I already played through Quake 3. And it's, it's, I'm just, it's not a very long catalog for me or career for me in the FPS genre and well I am a weenie for for playing the game on easy but look uh, I'm older I have less time to play video games I really do I just I, and I've lost all the shame for it I really don't care whether I, I, I play a game in, in hard mode or not. I, I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna play a game in hard mode anymore for the most part I'm just gonna play it on easy that's it that is it I just want to experience the storyline and get it over with. Um, I get other gamers that like the harder modes, and, and, and you know, even gamers like, like in my position, some of them might actually are willing to sacrifice more time playing one game to get through it on a harder difficulty, rather than me, who would rather just play more games but get through them more by just playing them on their easiest difficulty. It's, it's all preference, and for me, I just wanted to experience the storyline of Halo without having to pull up the video on YouTube and just watch it. I wanted to actually experience it a little bit. A little bit. And coast through it. It's like watching a movie to me. An interactive movie. That's basically what I played. <laughs> but, uh, I would say the, uh, the last few missions were... I, I, I did die a few times. I did die a few times. Once again, that might be my newbiness coming to me, and you, you will see it on the gameplay if you do decide to watch the uh, YouTube videos that I did make of it. But I, I, I think the, the game does suffer at the end with regards to... One, they, they reuse a lot of assets from previous missions. It's essentially you're backtracking. 
it's backtracking. They don't call it, it's not backtracking, but it's backtracking because it's you're going through the same environments twice. Because um, you're, I guess you're making your way out of or off of the halo. Or I, I kind of forgot what <laughs> you're. You're trying to get off of the halo into uh, uh, a ship, right? Uh, and get out of there. So, so yeah, the, uh, the and yeah, I didn't spoil the ending, guys. I actually didn't because that's the the whole premise of the game. You're trying to figure out what's going on and then get off of it. Anyways, anyways, because then there's no details. I was mentioning as to what happens. But yeah, it does suffer from with regards to that. There are portions of the game where it seems like they keep throwing waves of enemies at you and there's a certain enemy in the game where that really, really happens and it starts to get annoying and I died a few times and I lost a lot of ammo a lot of times because of it. So, oh, I mean, part of the beauty of, 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 uh, of Halo as well um, when you die, you don't start over completely. You basically start off from, I guess, the last uh, checkpoint that they've did designated. You don't really, I mean, kind of see it, but uh, they kind of like denote it real quick. But you instantly return to the gameplay, so there's no real penalty to dying in the game. There really isn't, unless you're trying to speedrun the game, in which case, well, you've lost. But... There's no real penalty to that. Uh, Master Chief's armor has a gauge where he can take hits. He's got a shield. He's got a shield of armor uh, that protects him initially. And once the enemies are able to break through that shield, then he'll get to the actual health of Master Chief. And it'll bring down the health pack of him. So, but... You can just take cover someplace, try and hide so that you can be able to recharge the shield and protect yourself. But if you've lost some of your health, then you're going to have to find a health pack to recharge that portion of Master Chief. So there's that. That's that's a good thing. That actually helps, especially a noob like me, avoid just dying instantly. So that that's, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the wave of enemies kind of get annoying towards the end. It's, it's like... Guys, I'm, I'm trying to finish this game. Please, can we can we move on? This is enough. Anyways. Uh, actually, one of the things that I do want to mention is that this game doesn't have any boss fights. It's all about waves of enemies and then moving on to the next portion of the level and then facing off against another wave of enemies, doing what you need to do interactivity-wise, then moving on and then the next wave of enemies. That's how the game is structured. It's not really maze-like. Yeah, you kind of need to find where you're supposed to go, but it's not maze-like in the sense of of uh, of Doom or or anything like that. It's and there's no real like fetch quest where you have to look for a key and then there's none there's none of that, which which helps which helps with the the simplicity of the level design. I think it, it really makes the game more streamlined, and and I enjoyed that for sure. And there are set pieces in the game to break up the monotony between getting from one wave of enemy, then traversing the level and getting to the next portion. 
They have vehicles in the game. They have certain special weapons they can control in the game to take out some enemies. And the vehicles in the game control very strangely. When you enter a vehicle, it pulls you out of the first person perspective and you're viewing it in a third person perspective. You're just, you're viewing the vehicle. The left stick controls the forward and reverse movement, whereas the right stick controls the steering, where you're going, where your vehicle is gonna be going. And you're essentially just controlling the camera and your vehicle will go wherever the camera is pointing forward to. It's odd, to say the least, and it's it's something that they've done in every other Halo game, I think. As I played Reach, which released in 2010, and that's how you controlled the vehicles in that game. Of course, that game, the controls are tighter, for sure, but in this game, well, the, the, like the infamous War, or not, the, the famous Warhog, it's not infamous. It's famous. It's the most iconic vehicle in the series. The Warthog. It controls like butter. But not smooth like butter. It controls like melted butter. Melted butter that is greasing up the entire road. And you're slipping all the way around. And it's flipping over on a dime. Like it is... It, it, it just... It... it uh, what is it? What do they call it? Um... When you're when you're controlling like a uh, one of the, like a like a, a semi truck or a bobtail or something, oh, it's fishtailing. It's fishtailing. It's it's like a fishtail. It's flapping. The back is flapping around and moving around. It's and you're losing control of the vehicle, and that's when it starts to flip. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that they fixed it in later games, but in Halo One, you're gonna have to deal with the slipperiness and sloppiness of the vehicles. It's kind of fun to go back to because it's like, oh man, this is 2001. But yeah, yeah, uh, gosh, man. Uh, th that's Some of the vehicles are much better to handle. I think the Banshee, which can fly up and down and stuff, that one's pretty cool because you can fly up and down, left and right. Uh, but it's... it's uh, it's still with the controls of left stick for movement and right stick for aiming it around. So, definitely strange with regards to the vehicle movements. So there you go. Multiplayer. There is multiplayer in this game. I played through the single player campaign. There is, there is a co-op to the campaign. I did play it way back in 2001 with my cousins for like a couple levels or two. I, that's kind of redundant, but what did I just said? But regardless, <laughs> I did play the co-op campaign long, long time ago, 20 years ago now. I couldn't play any co-op. I didn't have a friend to play with me locally. And there is online co-op, but it's only, at least in the Master Chief Collection, it's only with people who have the same system as you. So Xbox One and Series S and X can play with each other. PC owners can play with each other with the campaign. But my friend who was playing the game, I wanted to play co-op with him 
uh, at least some of the co-op campaign with uh, either Halo 1 or 2 or 3, any of them. But it, there's no cross-play between those versions of the game. So don't know why, just there isn't. There is for the multiplayer uh, um, multiplayer mode outside of the campaigns. Uh, there's, uh, I did play a few matches so far. I, I, actually, I like playing Halo 1's. Uh, multiplayer because it once again reminds me of way back when when I played with my cousins back in 2001 uh, I've I suck I, 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 I'm not good at this once more I, I I have been mainly on Nintendo and Sega consoles my entire life and the FPS's don't really feature on any of those consoles for sure so I have very sparing experience a very green with regards to that in my video gaming career and i've said once again the sci-fi shooters are what i gravitate towards the, the over-the-top type of stuff and, and halo one but i have enjoyed myself i have enjoyed myself i, I think uh, the, there's a nice large base of players for the halo uh, with regards to the master chief collection they split it into different Games, so you can play just Halo One if you want to, or just Halo Reach or Two or Three, any of those. You can, or you can mix and match all of them. But I, I just, I've only tried Halo One once more to get that experience of 2001. Of course, the original Halo didn't have online play. It was just solely local area network LAN parties. It wasn't until Halo 2 that they got the online multiplayer. So for me, it's just the first time I'm trying that. And the first time a lot of people have been trying that. Of course, Master Chief Collection released, I think, back in 2015. So it's it's been out there for a bit for the Xbox One. But, uh, well, PC owners are now getting in on the fun. And, well, I've had some fun. All right, so... Uh, Large base of play, of players now, thanks to the fact that it's 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 also playable now on in 2020 on the Series X and S and the PC. So you will find someone to play with if that's the version of the game that you're gonna play. So yeah, I mean overall my experience. I mean I told you again once I it's been 20 years since I first played this game, and that's how far back this review is going in a sense. And I've had fun. I've had a lot of fun. I'm getting into the Halo series. There's so much. If you want to get into the lore, holy crap. Comics and books and... Uh, was it? Um, standalone animations. And there's going to be... I think they're, they're trying to make a live-action Showtime series. And there's a lot more to it than just the video games. And, and really... I am going to attempt to play all of the games in the series. I can't play 5 because it hasn't been released on PC. It's only on Xbox One, and you can play it on your Series X and S. But I will be able to play 1 through 4. I've played through Reach already. I'll have a review of that at some point. ODST is uh, a game that's on my radar as well. Got Halo Wars 1 and 2. And then you have Spartan Assault and Spartan Strike. Those are the other two games that I can play on my PC. So really, out of the video games of the Halo in the Halo media empire, 
Uh, I can play all of them, but five, and I, I expect to be playing Infinite when that does come out as well. And there's one thing I, I do want to say is that I'm essentially getting into the series for the first time, and I think Halo 1 is a good starting point. The timeline says that I should have started with Reach, but I wanted to start with the original game to get that base to kind of get it as it was, its most basic form. And Halo 1 does a good job of introducing you to the series as a beginner. As a beginner to FPSs or just the series in general. And I think a lot of other big video game franchises have a hard time of doing that with their first initial release. It's hard to play the original Legend of Zelda from the Nintendo Entertainment System. That's not an easy game to play if you're nowadays, especially. I, I could only play it with save states on my 3DS. That was the first time I was able to beat it. it it's hard to play the original Metal Gear without save states and, 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 and things like that and moving back in time. That's how I beat the original Metal Gear. You can see my playthrough of that on my YouTube channel too. It's, it's hard to play the original Metroid. It really is. I've beaten it. It's hard. It's really, really hard on the NES. They, the remake is so much better. If you're going to play the original Metroid, and you, or at least you want to experience the storyline, play the remake, Zero Mission. It's hard to find on the Game Boy Advance proper. But, yeah, play the remake. I've, I've Resident Evil, the same thing. The original release of Resident Evil on the PS1, the PlayStation 1, gosh. I think you'd rather play the remake, even though I think the remake is a retelling more than anything else. I'll play the remake on the GameCube, the GameCube version of that which has been re-released several times. There's... So Halo 1 is, is very unique, or maybe not unique, but it's a very good game for me to recommend to people who have never gotten to the series or are new to the first-person shooter genre. The graphics hold up just as well, even if you play this on... I don't, it doesn't matter what version of the game you got. If, if you find the Mac version of the game... And I would be like, go ahead and play. If you can install it and it doesn't crash on you, play that version. I think it, it, the graphics hold up well. The sound is great. The gameplay is not complicated at all and runs smoothly for the most part, as long as you're not driving the Warhawk. And the difficulty options, it, you play it the way you want to. You can be a weenie like me and play it on easy, or you can try and be a... God and play it on legendary. It has its pitfalls, there's lulls, there's repetition, things like that, but it's nothing that I feel discourages you from finishing it. Uh, I think this game is the perfect one to jump in, jump into the fight with. This is FGOGR. Thanks for listening. I'll be ready for the next mission. Just wake me when you need me.